Hello, everybody. It is the Locked On Big 12 Roundtable. We are recording this on July 5th at 10.24 Eastern Time, 9.24 Central Time. It's important because news changes fast these days. On the show, realignment, realignment, realignment. We are discussing the news that the Big 12 might add up to as many as six teams in the Pac-12, what that could mean, and more all coming up for you on today's show. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, once again, Locked On Big 12 Roundtable. I am Josh Neighbors of the Locked On Big 12 Podcast. To my right, if you are watching here on YouTube, Stephen Simcox of Locked On Horn Frogs. Below him, it is John Williams of Locked On Sooners. And then to his left below me, it is Jake Hatch of Locked On Cougars. Gentlemen, Good to see you all. Uh, it's good for all of us to be back together. Um, a whole lot has happened. We got the news last week that UCLA and USC are headed to the Big Ten for 2024, and that's caused ripple effects across everything. We've talked about in this channel. I'm sure you all have talked about it on y'all's channels about the realignment news, but really it's just a whole lot of conflicting stuff that we're seeing, although we do all trust Dennis Dodd, so we're going to roll with Dennis Dodd's reporting on this. And today he said that the Big 12 is targeting, uh, adding up to as many as six teams. Now, the four teams he grouped together, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah, we had all heard before. The two that we knew were you know, potentially in play but really have felt like long shots up until Dennis Dodd said something were Oregon and Washington. And there has been reports that those two schools are kind of in limbo because they are waiting for, you know, maybe word about what's going to happen with Notre Dame. But Stephen, I'll go to you first. I mean, when you saw the news, we've heard about the four, but the prospect of getting Oregon and Washington, I mean, I was kind of looking my chops on that one. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely exciting for the conference. You know, this was a league that a year ago seemed like it was on life support. Um, and I will say like for a, a conference that's been on uh, the defensive or has been, you know, playing defense with a lot of this realignment news uh, for the past few years, it's kind of funny and encouraging that they're finally, you know, appear to be the aggressor in this situation. And um, yeah, Utah and Colorado and the Arizona schools, like that makes a lot of sense. I think that's really obtainable. Uh, and honestly though, outside of Utah, like all those other programs from a football perspective are kind of struggling right now, but it's, it's good to add those numbers. It's good to have those TV markets. But when you start talking about Washington and Nike university in Oregon, like these are major brands. These are schools that have been successful schools with good administrations. Like this is the type of thing that levels you up a little bit that, you know, puts you in some competition, I think with the ACC and what they've been able to do with Clemson and some of the power brokers there lately. Um, I, it gives you a chance to stay relevant with the Big Ten and the SEC, even though it appears that those two conferences are moving to a, a different place and maybe trying to separate from everyone else. Um, there's a there's a place though now for that you know second tier number three whatever you want to call it, and if you add some West Coast power like that, um, then I think it can really uh, increase your viability. Uh, and it, it's a forward-thinking move. So we'll see if it works out, but, I, I mean, I think it's a big deal that it appears, you know, there's at least some mutual interest there, and the Big 12 has a chance to make a big splash here. 
And we were talking about this before, you know, before the show started, Jake, about really Oregon. And if you're Oregon and Washington, uh, I would not jump the gun on this. I would wait as long as I could to see if I could get into the Big Ten, because here's the thing. If you're Oregon and Washington, the Big 12 would take you at any point in time. And if anybody believes that, they're wrong. Uh, I've always referenced this article. I've referenced a bunch. It's, it's important. But Andy Staples wrote the Wheel of 24 article, basically, about the 24 schools that really do boost. You know, your, When they're on TV, people are watching. Washington and Oregon are both on that list. And so they are good academic institutions. One is in Seattle. And one is Nike's, uh, you know, manifestation, if you will, of college sports. I mean, you think Nike and you think college sports, Oregon is what you think of. So, Jake, I think that's kind of the consensus that we came to before the show, right? I mean, there's, you know, I know it feels like there's a rush sometimes, but if you're Oregon and Washington, there's no rush. You should wait to see if you can get in the Big Ten and get a bigger piece of the pie. Yeah, if you're if you if you believe John Canzano's reporting, and he of course covers Oregon heavily up there in, in Oregon, he's saying that Phil Knight is making calls behind the scenes to help Oregon right now. Whether it's the Big Ten or the SEC, they can let they can afford to let this play out as long as they need to until they're told a firm no by the Big Ten, the SEC, and potentially putting the Pac-10 together as currently constituted and just kind of staying that way until they feel like those options are not viable options. Yeah, you just let things ride. That's that's the thing. These are two power brands. They are the power brands remaining in the Pac-10 as currently constituted. You chase that until they tell you a firm no that it's not happening, and then you look at your other options. And yes, the, the Big 12, they also, on their end, probably should just be patient and just kind of sit back on those two in particular and say, hey, if you guys are interested, we'll take it. But at the, in the, at the same time, I think the Big 12 needs to push forward and look into what they're calling the border state, the, the four corner states four. Go, go mm-hmm. after the Arizona schools, go after Utah, go after Colorado. Chase those four right now, and at the same time, leave the door open for those other two. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of the right play. And John, it's interesting. You know, I, I, I've been thinking about what Bud Elliott said a while ago or a couple of days ago, uh, you know, roughly a week now. He said he thinks any kind of Super League would not just be 40 teams. It would be probably more towards 60. And his point was somebody's going to have to eat losses, right? Like some like – I'm not suggesting the Big 12 would just go and lose games. I mean, there are Rutgers and Illinois and Indianas and – there's sometimes my Missouri Tigers and there are South Carolinas and there are Vanderbilts who eat losses in those conference, right? You know, re- regularly. But if, if you were to go to, you know, a uh, more towards 50 or 60, I mean, the big 12 adding Oregon and Washington is a really good asset to have because I think at that point, you know, you're putting yourself forward with an Oregon, Washington, uh, you know, Oklahoma State, uh, Baylor, Kansas basketball, obviously, Arizona basketball, obviously, Cincinnati football. You, see, I mean, you're, you're putting together a whole lot of assets at that point to really think, all right, if, if we're going to top off the super leagues, whatever it is, then a, you know, if we get like a 68 team league or whatever it is, the Big 12 would kind of fill it out nicely. And I think that's, that's, that's in play, especially if you get Oregon and Washington. Yeah, I think the conference as it is, if you add the Arizona schools, Colorado, Utah, it's really, really solid. You know, yes. you might not have the premier programs, but you have a really nice set of depth teams that are going to create a really a lot of competition. 
and a lot of really intriguing games. I feel like the race for the Big 12 title would be really, really intriguing all the way through the month of November because you have a lot of really good schools. Again, you don't have the, the premier cream of the crop programs, but then if you do add a, a, a school like Oregon or a school like Washington, you mentioned the, the, the teams that draw. When you look at Forbes 2019 list of the most valuable college football programs, Oregon and Washington are on that list. And they're two of the 25 team or school schools remaining outside the ACC, the SEC, and the Big Ten. They're the ones that go after. And I love the move. I love the aggressiveness by the Big 12 to make to see if they can make this happen. I don't think we're going to get any resolution on that anytime soon. But if they are going to be able to make this happen, that not only does it create a sense of survivability. But this is going to be a conference that then thrives moving down the road because you get the regional matchups, you get, like Steven talked about, new cities that you're going to be able to broadcast your Big 12 games into Seattle, Denver, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot more intriguing for the Big 12, a lot of really cool matchups. And it puts you, it doesn't put you on the SEC or the Big 10's level, but I do think it does create an opportunity for you to be in league with the ACC and potentially if the SEC you know, brings in some of those ACC schools, then you surpass them. I mean, it's a power move. It's an aggressive move. And if this is Brent Yormark, even though he doesn't officially start until August 1st, I love what he's getting started with in going after the big dogs that are available. Like if you're going to make sure that this conference and your job is still viable down the road, you got to swing big. And I love that they're doing that right out of the gate here. Yeah. uh, Just to clarify this, you know, somebody actually had asked, had asked this question and said, Hey, who is it pulling the strings? Um, Bob, Bob Bowlesby is a lame duck now. I mean, he is not making calls and facilitating this stuff. Uh, it's obviously just a time period of transition for Brett Yormark, but you better believe he's definitely involved in making calls in, in, in this situation. I mean, his job has started. Like, I know it's not it's, the, the date is not hit yet, but guys, his his job has already begun. He's he begun mm-hmm. the day they announced him, even probably before they announced him. So he's the one really right now doing this. And so obviously the conference presence, whatnot. Uh, one last thing on the Oregon and Washington front. Um, unless they, unless they feel like they're really under the gun to go somewhere else and make something else happen. Um, you know, I, I, I expect them to remain out of, of what's happening now and wait for the big 10 to see what happens. All right. I, I really think that's kind of where we're at. I would expect I would expect some movement on the front of the, and this is not inside information, but I would expect some movement on Utah, the Arizonas and Colorado. I bet we'd see that first. If we get all six, Hey, I, I, I mean, I'll gladly be wrong if we get all six in the big 12, but I think right now it's safe to say that, look, those four, the four that are talked about, their move would be a much quicker one for Oregon and Washington. Nobody's pressing you. You know, Seattle's not going anywhere, right? It's not, Nike's not going anywhere. Um, the things that make you who you are are not going anywhere. You're in a good spot. All right, one quick word from our sponsors. Then we're going to hit on – this is Jake's wheelhouse. I'm going to lob in Jake a softball up next. The holy war in the Big 12 is something that we have to talk about. Uh, we will in one second. But first, a word from our friends at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is the best place to find parts – for your car or truck what you all can do is go to rockauto.com today don't deal with the endless number of makes and models and dealing with somebody behind a desk 
at your local auto parts store. RockAuto.com has been serving auto parts customers on year auto parts customers for 20 years online. There you go. Uh, it's late for me. Um, do not spend 30, 50, or 100% more than you would at RockAuto.com at a chain store uh, or an auto parts place or your car dealership. Go to RockAuto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. That way they know we sent you amazing selection, always low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. So, and for some reason, Jake, this took me like, like a day or two to think about. And I was like, oh my God, the Holy War in the Big 12? Sign me up. Are you kidding? I mean, that would be fantastic. This is a rivalry that is normally played out of conference. It's played every year, I believe, though, right? They still, yeah, it's, you know. They So since they both parted ways with the Mountain West over a decade ago, they have missed, I believe, two years in that run. They've, they've tried to play it annually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this would become, you know, a conference game. Uh, that and, and, and for two programs that have done very well recently, I mean, it could be a very important conference game as well. You, you know this area very well. What's the vibe right now about this? Obviously, some of these fan bases do have some ideas about where they sit compared to everybody else. There's yeah. always a little bit of acrimony, but I have to imagine overall, I mean, everybody's kind of, it's kind of exciting because it's getting people's, you know, it's getting them all, uh, getting the juices going, getting them all worked up. Yeah, you fans, uh, by and large, are fairly apprehensive just about what the future is going to hold. They they mm-hmm. just won, they just won the Pac-12. They just went to the Rose Bowl for the very first time. They're riding high right now with with the, the Pacific Co- Athletic Conference, the Pac-10, Pac-12, whatever you want to term it to be right now. But they they're apprehensive about what the future is going to hold. A lot of them out there are talking about how they they think that the Big Ten will come calling eventually, or they'll be part of what gets scooped up with the SEC. There are all kinds of ideas out there. The thing about this is if the Pac-12 does come calling, there are BYU fans who I have seen on my timeline on social media who are saying that BYU should block the Utes from getting into the Pac-12. The Big 12, the Big 12, you mean. The the Big 12, I apologize. The the biggest thing is I think, and what I have heard is that BYU is all for having the Utes join join the Big 12 if they can get them into the conference. I think that it would expose the Holy War to a whole new set of fan bases who have not experienced it. Uh, these two fan bases, BYU and Utah, they are at each other's throats at all times. This is a rivalry that exists 365 days a year. A lot of people accuse my radio station of essentially building our whole, <laughs> um, out the Utah Jazz, our entire like ethos of our radio station is built on that rivalry. Well, let's put it this way. The fan bases alone, they just keep it, they keep that fire stoked at all times. And if you can get that into this conference, give it to me. I would love it. I think the Big 12 would benefit from it because not only does it bring a new hot rivalry to the conference, it also exposes more of the Big 12, that Midwest slash East Coast side of the country to more of the West Coast and allowing them to have more programs playing games late at night, which opens that, that TV window even wider for the Big 12. And, you know, Stephen, one thing you have to, you know, we have to acknowledge that would be a positive about this is how much have we talked about the t- deterioration and the lack of rivalries that conference realignment has been, you know, it's, it's cost us, right? Uh, A&M in Texas, you know, was it, was a, I mean, let's be honest, I know it's going to get renewed, but like it was a casualty and there's new acrimony there, but for, you know, totally different reasons, Bedlam is getting broken up as we know it. You know, Texas versus pick, take your pick of any Texas school. 
is getting broken up. Um, this is, you know, this is not a rivalry that was apart, but now it would be truly together, Stephen. And it's also a religious rivalry. So, you know, somewhat semi, I mean, they call it the Holy War. I know it's not like, mm-hmm. you know, about religion, but hey, we can be the, the Big 12 can be the conference of religious rivalries too. You can throw that in there. Uh, your TCU Horned Frogs involved, but have to love the fact that we're, you know, we're, we're strengthening a rivalry, not breaking one up. Yeah. I mean, you need those games like the big 12 in its new form doesn't have a ton of these rivalry games with built in history. Like I, I know a lot of fans have talked about Iowa state and Kansas state being, you know, a sneaky, good game, Farmageddon um, and TCU and Baylor have a lot of history and that's a good, rivalry as well but utah and byu i think it's it's two really passionate fan bases it's a game you could put on primetime television as jake laid out there you could put it on you know in that west coast time slot um and you don't have to you don't have to hype it up you don't have to stir it up it's right there it's built in the Big 12 needs that they need some of that natural um rivalry juice because yeah oklahoma state they're losing their natural rival in oklahoma you know the big 12 as a conference is losing texas and oklahoma that game, um, UT, that's always a huge game for everybody in the league, but especially the Texas schools, that's one they circle. So to get not only two really good football programs, but a, a built-in game that you could put the last weekend of the season, potentially, that could be a really good matchup. That's huge for a league that is is going to miss some of that with you know the musical chairs that are going on. And, and John, I'll, I'll, let's pivot now to kind of that talk that we had about you know power two, power three leagues. Um, you know, what do you, what do you think about the, let's just do the four. Let's just add the four schools that we talked about, the Arizonas, Colorado, and, uh, and Utah. What would you consider the big 12 at that point? Right. I mean, maybe the fourth S league. Sure. You're thinking about that, but look like, do we believe the ACC is going to hold strong? I mean, I've seen stuff going on around Twitter from people like, uh, Josh Pate, who have talked to people inside athletic departments, who think, you know, some of these schools might just say, you know, give the middle finger to the grant of rights and whatnot and say, all right, come get us in court. We're going to leave. Right. I mean, and, and uh, so I think there are a lot of people out there who believe that, you know, the next move is not ACC adding teams. It is the SEC and Big Ten poaching those teams. I mean, you know, what is what do you think the Big 12 is in position to be? Obviously, the loss Texas to you is huge, but where would you kind of um, categorize them or think about them? if they were able to just just to snatch the four. I think if they took the six, I think there's, there's no doubt about it. That's that's the third best league, right? I mean, they were on the same page, right? You snatch Oregon and you snatch Washington. I mean, Clemson's the only thing that's propped up that's propped up that league, the ACC, for a while now. And it, it feels like a foregone conclusion that they're going to go to the SEC, FSU, Miami, maybe Tech, UVA, Duke, and Carolina, go make their way to the, to the Big Ten. Um you know, it, it feels like the Big 12, once again, to go back to Stephen's point, it rags to riches. It felt like they were on the ropes, and now they're throwing punches and a chance to put themselves in a pretty good spot, even without Oregon and Washington. Yeah, I think so. I think they've created a, a sense of sustainability for this conference now because you're getting a good group of teams that maybe they aren't the best football programs right now, but they've got some history of success. You look at Colorado in the early 2000s, Arizona State back in the 90s with Jake the Snake. I mean, there's and Utah just coming off the Pac-12 championship. These are viable programs on the national scale. And you just you guys just talked about the rivalry that is coming into the conference. The one concern I have though is what happens with Oklahoma State. 
they were real kind of bent out of shape about not getting to go along with Oklahoma to the SEC. Now, I don't know if the SEC has any interest in Oklahoma State, but they were a pretty decent draw for the Big 12 last year. They do have a viable brand. They are a really solid program across the board. If they lose Oklahoma State, it definitely hurts the Big 12. But I think even with that, what you have is a very sustainable conference as the ACC looks likely to be picked apart. It seems like the Big 12 is probably going to be what it is with those four schools added. You're not going to see them getting poached necessarily for the SEC or the Big 10. I think what's most likely is what you mentioned, Josh. You're going to see a splitting of the ACC and your you know, southeastern schools, your Florida schools jump into the SEC and then Clemson as well. And then you're seeing other schools go to the, the uh, Big Ten. Sorry, we got fireworks still going off here oh, on go. July, 5th. July 5th. This is fantastic as my kids are trying to sleep. Um, uh, so I, I think we're still going to see a lot of moves being made on the board. Like we're, we're not even done with Monopoly yet. This mm-hmm. is going to be something that just lingers on for quite a while. I do think, though, that the Big 12 is establishing themselves as a conference that's going to last. And it's going to be a conference that's going to be able to hold itself together by adding these programs that do have a long history of just viability. I mean, there's going to come a time when those Arizona schools are back. I mean, sorry for using our back. But were they were there more? Is Arizona football back? Yes, is Arizona next time on Locked On Big Twelve? Yes. Um, <laughs> and so, I, I do think it creates sustainability, viability, and longevity for the conference. And again, I talked about in the first segment just a lot of really intriguing matchups. Whether you get Oregon and Washington or not, because again, the ACC is going to be the target next. There are some big 12 schools that could be up for poaching. You look at Iowa State potentially to the Big Ten, Kansas to the Big Ten. Those are definitely risks um, of schools that could be taken away. But I think the ACC is going to have a lot of schools that are like, we're not waiting to 2036 to renegotiate our media rights. We're ready no. to go make some, make some coin now. We're seeing what the Big Ten and the SEC projections are looking like right now at well over a billion dollars. It's, it's time for us to, to take ownership of what is rightfully ours as a school like Clemson or Florida State or Miami, whether Florida State and Miami have been down or not, there's still really viable brands that are going to be able to sell themselves to networks. And it's going to be really easy to put them on TV because of the U, because of Florida State's national championship just a decade ago. I think there's these schools that are probably leaving Big 12 a little bit safe for a little bit longer. One more word from our sponsors on the show today. We are brought to you by Built Bar. Go to built.com today. That's built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCK15, for 15% off at built.com. Ooh, we got a new one, friends. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff. And there we go. Jake's got the Built shirt on as well. They've got that flavor. They've got a whole lot more. They're delicious. And they are good for you. They got the built go, they got the built boost, they got the built puffs, they got the built bars. I mean, got you covered on all the fronts over there at built.com. Once again, built.com, promo code LOCK15, L O C K E D 15, LOCK15 for 15% off on your first purchase at built.com today. All right, so one more thing before we run and get out of here. You know, John brought it up a little bit of the inverse here. And get what y'all think about this. I mean, I don't think Oregon and Washington want to stay in the Pac-12 
But like, are, are, is there is anybody have any any remnants uh, of fear maybe that the Pac-12 poaches Big 12 schools? I'm I, I mean, guys, my 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 fear of that is pretty close to zero. But it's worth talking about because it's, it's it's an idea that we've seen out there. Uh, go ahead, Jake. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'm I'm coming from a BYU fan perspective. BYU, I don't know how many people know this. When they when Utah went to the Pac-12 originally, BYU engineered a move where they were actually going to move their Olympic sports into the WAC, and they were actually going to have an essential agreement with the WAC before the WAC fell apart. The WAC, uh, the word got out of this to the Mountain West Conference, and Craig Thompson, their commissioner, engineered essentially a coup where he brought in Fresno State, Nevada, and some. Uh, there's one other school that they brought into the Mountain West to scuttle that plan for BYU. BYU fans will never be comfortable with anything because of that very thing. So from the BYU fan perspective, there is always that outside fear. I'm with you. I'm not I, I'm not necessarily counting on any of that, but I, I'm just saying there's there's like there's always that minuscule chance that somehow the, the Pac-12 turns the table on the Big 12, but I am not expecting it. Steven? Yeah, I mean, I really don't see it happening. Like, I guess you, you have to leave that possibility out there because it's such a crazy climate. But honestly, for, for all the jokes that have been made at the Big 12's expense, like the Pac-12 is not in a stronger position lately. They also have struggled mm-hmm. to get teams in the playoffs in football. Their flagship programs like USC, who is now leaving, obviously, has not been the same, uh, you know, as a football program in recent years. Oregon is still a great brand, but, you know, they haven't really been knocking on the door like they were in the past. Um, and the, the, you know, their media deals, it was, it wasn't done, you know, looking towards the future. I think they've been kind of caught flat footed with this whole fiasco as well. Um, there's always that possibility, but I I don't see the PAC 12 turning this around. I think their best bet is if somehow Oregon and Washington stay put, and then maybe they can go, you know, on a more aggressive path, but I really don't think it's going to be the big 12. I, I think even though this is a conference that's had so much infighting, Texas and OU leaving really did a lot to galvanize um, the current membership. They were able to add, you know, the the four schools um, that they did, and it brought some stability to the league. So uh, I, I feel like everybody's kind of on a united front, and they want to stick together, at least for the time being. I, I don't think the Pac-12 can offer a deal that's enticing enough to make the to make these schools leave. Yeah, John, are you on the same page as that? I mean, I, I mean, I'm trying to think, like, is attaching your – I mean – or I don't think Oregon and Washington want to be like the bell cows for all that. They know that there's probably more money to be made elsewhere. I mean, you know, unless you're taking Oklahoma State, Baylor, didn't the, those, those big schools. I mean, the Big 12 is a more more attractive TV product, which makes the announcement today that they're, they're opening. I, I mean, I, I found it fascinating that that, that the Pac-12 is, is in business now for a new TV deal. Who is lining up for that? I'd love to, I'd love to know for that. But, John, I feel like it's, it's probably a low chance that, that they poach anybody. Yeah, I just don't see them having a position that's attractive. Like if you're Texas Tech or you're Oklahoma State, why would you want to go? They've just lost their power programs in USC, UCLA. They're likely going to lose Oregon and Utah. What What's attractive about that conference except for maybe being the top dog in it? But that's not going to get you very far on the national scale, and it's not going to get you very far in TV revenue either. So you just hang tight. I mean, you've launched the first salvo if you're the Big 12. You're the aggressor here. You see a weakened Pac-12. There's no reason to suspect that the Big 12 is at risk at all from the Pac-12. If anything, a merger 
is more likely to me than the Pac-12 taking any Big 12 teams. But that only happens if Oregon and Washington are still involved in the Pac-12. If they are just out and they're done, then they're either going to the Big 10, the Pac-12, or the SEC. I just don't see one of the Big 12 schools being like, yeah, let's go hitch our wagon to George Klavkov. Like, that's not something that they're going to be likely to do. I think the, the Big 12 is safe. I think the Pac-12 is probably in a worse position than what the Big 12 was a year ago when we were wondering, is the Big 12 dead? Well, the Big 12 survived. The Big 12 is now in a position where they can be very attractive to some of these schools that are looking for new homes, whereas the Pac-12 looks like it's really on its last legs. And any expansion talks is going to be looking at San Diego State. Hey, Aztecs fans, you've been asking for it. And now you have yes. a chance to be in the for it. Shout out to the one person who sent me like four paragraphs about that on Twitter. Um, all right. It is time for us to plug all of our here's, – here's the thing. Thought it would be a slow offseason, guys. Business is a booming right now for all of us with this stuff. Uh, Steven, where can people find you and your work and all of its variety? Yeah, I'm at Simcox Steven on Twitter. The show is at Locked on TCU. It's Locked on Horn Frogs on YouTube and also wherever you get your podcast. Obviously, plenty of realignment talk. Also, uh, Cam Norrie, former TCU Horn Frog, advanced to the semifinals at Wimbledon today, battled back in one and five sets. So he'll face uh, Novak Djokovic on Friday. We have some coverage of that coming up this week as well. Novak Djokovic also won a thrilling five-setter today as well. All right, John, where can people find you and your work? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook and Instagram, same place. You can also read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire. And we're about to have on Shehan Jayaraja of CBS Sports to talk about mm-hmm. all this realignment uh, fun, I guess is the best way to put it, because it is kind of fun. It is uh, fun. So we'll talk about him, uh, talk with him about that actually after I jump off this show, and we'll have that for you in your feeds on Wednesday. Jake. Uh, search out Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter for our social media feed. Just search out Locked On Cougars wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Locked On Cougars did pass a thousand subscribers on YouTube uh, three months to the day after we launched it. So kind of funny how the symmetry happened. Went from April first to July one, so we made it to that benchmark. So big thank you to all the fans out there for that. And if you want all of my thoughts on all things sports, including all of this, I call it madness with conference realignment. Follow me. I'm at Jacob C Hatch on Twitter. Make sure you guys follow Locked On Big 12 at LO Big 12. Follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore Jake. I have to share the same thing as you. Uh, Locked On Big 12 past 1,000 yeah. subscribers. Yeah. Took, us little, took us a little bit longer than, than, the, than the three months, but we eventually got there. So I want to thank everybody out there for doing that. Keep subscribing. Keep telling your friends. Let's try to get to 2K before the football season starts. We're actually about uh, – we were, we were at like 899 like less than a week ago. We're about to hit 1,200 now. So it's been uh, – you know, this realignment stuff, guys – been complete gold for all of us hope you guys keep enjoying the content all right friends so next time we'll see you guys uh next week